Live from the surface of the sun, it's Super Gamecast 2. Hey guys, how's it going? My, my light's bad. Here, this is better. There we go. Oh, this daytime is messing my lighting up. Hi, my name's Aaron Reynolds. I'm joined by Bronson Fiore. This is Super Gamecast 2. We talk about video games here, don't we, Bronson? We do. We talk about all the video games here. Hell yeah. All of them. Did you like, play video games? Did you do I, anything I, this I, week? I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon, finally. <laughs> I, I heard on our Discord, on our uh, our private Discord, that tears were shed. Yeah, that ending is real sad. Um, sad? Yep. Uh, well, part of it is sad. Part of it's really like, oh, Ichiban B is being Ichiban. But, oh, uh, okay. And then All right. like, there's another part of it that's like, oh, this is... Just fucking horribly heartbreaking in every possible way it can be. Um, you know, just, 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 yeah, that just run over your heart with a like a lawnmower. Um, but yeah, so um, I have a stance now though after finishing that game. You have a stance. Yes. Um, All right. Ichiban is now the best video game protagonist ever, and you can't change my mind. Uh, ever, huh? Uh, he is pretty fucking good. Uh, he... Ever? Just, he, uh, I, yeah, mm, if not, he I definitely... I want you to explain this to me, but it's like... I'm going to take a guess and say I would need to play the video game to understand. Yeah, yeah he, he has he has big as has been described by other people. He has very big himbo, very big uh, fucking shonen energy, but like in this world that is like a lot more grounded, and this man just has a lot of heart. And like, man, you wrap up that game and you're like, fuck yeah, Ichiban. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's 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 my take on that. So um, there are some weird difficulty spikes at the end of that game that require a little bit of grinding, at least if you're playing sure. on normal. Um, right. So yeah, uh, and then you... But other than those weird difficulty spikes, uh, that game is fucking great and you should play it and i imagine if you play on easy you wouldn't have to deal with those right but uh right. like i love all the crazy like i you know i was starting to get the real crazy abilities of course towards the end of the game so like your break dancer like so one the healing class is like a pop idol right right and her ultimate damage ability is to host a concert and then a bunch of dudes come out with glow sticks and beat the shit out of someone. Oh, and they God. do it in rhythm, and it's awesome. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, and then there's, uh, like, the breakdancer beats the shit out of people with sick breakdancing. And then, right. like, yeah, no, and you can summer, summon, like, old, like, towards the end of the game, you can summon old Yakuza protagonists as summons. They cost an mm -hmm. absurd amount of money, but they do so much fucking damage. Okay. Um, yeah, no, uh, I can't say fucking enough nice things to say about that game. The side content's great. The All the characters are likable and have, like, good messages to say about, you know, like, 
hey, the homeless are people too, and, you know, the, uh, there are these gray zones that exist for a reason, etc., etc. Mm. You know, like, it, it has, like, a good lesson to it okay. as well. And, like, yeah, I, I could not get enough of it. Uh, I'm very glad I have it wrapped up, though. I spent... Who? Let's see how many hours. Forty-six hours on it. Yep. And okay. I am, and I am considered a short playthrough. Wow. So, uh, yeah, uh, fifteen chapters. Um, yeah, man. It, I could, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know what else to say. It's problem. I don't know if it's my favorite Yakuza. But it's definitely tied with zero for my favorite Yakuza. Okay. And it is... I think anyone who starts the franchise should start with that one. Um, with uh, Like a Dragon? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I think that... The reason is, is because, like... Okay. Like, yes, there's some stuff from other Yakuza's in there that's like, wow, okay, you won't get that nod. You won't get that shit with Kiryu. Like, okay, fine. But for the most part, it's a completely standalone story. And it's a completely standalone story. And yeah, do you get some... As a longtime fan, do I get like some cool moments when like Taiga or Majima show up? And do like the old school Yakuza legends? Like, yeah. You know, but... It, it, but like... Especially because this might be the new way they're doing games going forward. The oh god, okay. RPGs. Wow, um, be interesting. I mean, I I loved it. I loved it because of just how like how like the wackiness started to bleed into the combat that all the side missions and extra stuff have, right? Yeah, uh, you know, like summoning you know summoning a crying man baby to do mass debuffs, you know, <laughs> summoning Mister Masochist. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So wrapped on that. Um, been slowly chugging away at that Spider-Man Platinum. I'm getting pretty close. Cool. So All right. I will have done it um, on both versions. Yeah. Um, been playing some stuff for Game Pass that we'll talk about on that show later. Of course. And then... That's about it. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, dip, yeah. Dip my toe back into WoW, which we'll bring up later. Oh because god! Of okay. the, the other stuff we're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, did you do anything else outside of video games? Um, worked. <laughs> worked great. Uh, great. Started to sort of get the house in order, but like, it's a nice. long road. Uh, oh no, I I got to experience the fun that is modern day TV shopping. Oh, or. Because you've been considering that, but you haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah, right? so I've decided when I'm going to pull the trigger. It's uh, March 5th, because that's when I will A, be getting my tax return, and B, getting like a uh, getting my last big check of the season. Sure. So I will have plenty of extra moolah. Um, okay. What this means is I get extra time to sit here and just... Yep. It's uh, great. Uh, and I and I was looking and I was looking at sets and I kind of boiled it down to two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the two that I keep going back to, and it's and so I, I've brought this up before. Where there's the Sony 900H, mm-hmm. and then there's the LG CX. 
Right. Now, these, these both have their advantages. Um, the advantage of the, of the LG, it has the best picture quality of any TV within, like, a budget of a sane person. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, or even a little bit of... You know, like w- within reason, like there, there's a mm-hmm. there's a cutoff where I'm like, okay, I'm not spending two grand on a TV. Of course, it ain't happening. Yeah. But like, yeah, okay, thirteen hundred bucks—that's a pill I can swallow. Um, you know, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> people, people have different su- pill size uh, tolerances. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, man. If I'm getting like the best of the best picture quality, until you start spending like two, three grand. Then yeah. like, yeah, okay, thirteen doesn't seem so bad. Sure. Um, plus, every time I look at this thing, every time I've seen it, I'm like, "Fuck, that looks really good." <laughs> sure. Like it is the like, it's the most impressed I've been like a screen since like from when I first saw HD. Right. Like fucking blow my hair to the back of this fucking auditorium. Yeah. Um type of stuff. And last year it was like the best reviewed TV on ratings like like by far. Like until sure. you start getting into once again the like 3000 the 2000 3000 dollar monstrosities. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so so yeah, like I I, I so yeah, and the the and you think okay, why don't I get that one, right? What well, the fuck right. are you, the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's and it even has G-Sync support for fucking an NVIDIA graphics card. Yeah, like, like this thing is fucking the 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 goddamn Ferrari of televisions. Um, All right, but but there's two catches. One is it it is pricey. Fucking thirteen thirteen fifty with my Best Buy card ain't no joke. No, it's not. Um, you know, <laughs> that's, that is a pricey, as a fucking spicy meatball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing being, uh, the other, the other big thing about it being is it's an OLED. What do OLEDs have, children? Burn in! Burn in! Now, Yay! now, if I was a regular TV watcher, this wouldn't even be an issue. This would be like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that that's the first thing. But I play video games, which have HUDs yep. and HUD elements. So fuck. get ready to have a radar over the over the score in the football game. Yeah, like there's the and like the thing is, is I know these TVs have gotten better, and they did like hey, here's what nine thousand hours of testing looks like. Da 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 da. Didn't have issues mm-hmm. for the most part, but like. I just am paranoid as fuck. Sure, that's this. a lot of money to, to that's, you're yeah, justified to be paranoid. Yeah, like that's a lot. Like, because the thing is, is like, I bought my last TV for fucking like a little under eight hundred dollars, knowing that it was going to be replaced within six years. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing because yeah. because it wasn't four K, four K HDR wasn't really the standard yet. So I was just like, fuck, it, I'll get a ten eighty p TV. Sure. Um, and it was great. It's a great TV still. Like, I'm gonna fucking... I'm gonna sell it. I'm throwing it in the fucking living room. Um, you know, when, when I'm when uh, I'm done with it. But... Yeah. You know, you, you go and you look, uh, um, and I'm just like... You know, and then, uh, you know, 
Ace Tron Ninja has last, ten's, last year's version of it, and he doesn't have any issues. And then they done the, here's a real-life burn-in test, and, you know, and uniformity issues have developed on TV displaying football and FIFA are starting to develop on the TV displaying NBC. Our stance remains the same. We don't expect most people who watch varied content without static areas to experience burn-in issues with OLED TVs. Uh, we only no longer take measurements every two weeks. We continue to monitor the TVs on the reg. Um, so... Cart bailing in the chat. How you doing, Cart? How you doing, man? We're talking about buying TVs and monitors. Yeah. Um, I know this is riveting talk for some. Actually, for some people, some people in the audience it really is. Oh, some people know. Absolutely, uh, it is. So, uh, and, you know, TVs and monitors are, are pretty cheap considering... Yeah, um, so yeah, like, I'm just like, and I sit here and I think, okay, well, I mean, some video games, I don't have that problem at all, um, but others are just like, and, and, you know, LG has said the total duration of static content, they don't expect it to be, they told us they expect it to be cumulative, so static content, which is present, present for 30 minutes a day, is equivalent to one hour of static content once per day. The brightness of static content uh, has more severe than uh, 200 nits or lower nit content. The color of static areas, uh, the subject picks old red is fastest to grade, followed by blue, then green. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they, uh, you know, 5,000 hours, divide that. But, you know, 5,000 hours of television, that's a lot of television. But it's like, okay, well, let's say I, I you know, you know, let's say I do video games for about eight hours on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then about another two each day during the week. So, so 10 plus, so 18, divide that by 18, you know, 277 days of usage of like 277, or no, that'd be 277 weeks. So yeah. within four and a half years, this thing is like done. Oof. Which is yeah. 1300 bucks. Which, yeah. Uh, which is, which but- is. Uh, Carpeo points out uh, that regardless of which TV you go with, you're making the jump to 4K. I am. It's going to be a good time. Which means fucking new video cards, baby. Um, no, fucking let's smash this piggy bank. Let's do this. Fucking, Fuck. Let's not break the piggy bank. Let's fucking smash that fucker and <laughs> like, uh, let's take a hammer go Gallagher on it. So, so what about this other TV then? So the Sony, um, th- this is the this is the Sony 900H. Um, so uh, the advantages to this boy, um, the advantages to the 900H. One, no burn-in. It's an LED. It's, Yay! Uh, it's, a, it's a full array LED, in fact. So the entire mm-hmm. back has lights, not just the edges. So that's nice. Um, it is a Sony, which this would be my third Sony in a row, and I know that for a fact that they make good content. Uh, or to television, at least. Yeah. Um, so once again, another big, another big plus. plus. Um, so this does not have G Sync, but it is getting a firmware update to take full advantage of its HDMI 2.1 port and take advantage of the um, the fact that it can do 120 hertz. It just uh, hasn't been patched in yet so well it'll be patched in eventually that's that's all right right it's just it's this tv has been out you know nine months or eight months or so and they still they're still like it's coming how much is this tv uh 9 30 
Okay. Okay. So there's a significant price drop uh, with it for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're uh, combined with the fact that it's um, the picture quality gets close. Like it's not quite there. They're definitely, especially when you look at like blacks and yeah. the color, like and lines. Like mm-hmm. with with an LED, you're gonna have, always have a little bit of that bleed effect. Versus mm-hmm. on an OLED, which if you go look at even a Vita, like a black line is like a pure black line. Right. It's perfect. Um, versus like if you look at like my mon- like my monitor is IPS, it's the worst at this shit. Which is like if you look at like a black line, there's like a white halo effect around a lot of it. Gotcha. Um, so, um, as an example, for one. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so there's so yeah there's a couple of uh, di- there's a couple of things about it that are the drawbacks though which is one you're taking a picture quality hit difference uh, yeah for, for one um, so that's the first thing two is the viewing at an angle is not as good which to be fair in my viewing situation that means only the person on the far left side of the room gets screwed yeah but uh, everyone else isn't. Fine, fine, fine space. Right. Yeah. So, but still, bobber for that person on the far left side of the room if we're doing Smash or something. Sure. Yeah. If you find, you know, when this all ends and when you have the, parties again, when the co, yeah, when the when we go back to hosting shit. Right. Uh, um, and then, uh, so yeah, uh, there's that, and then that's kind of like that's kind of fucking. You know, and then, like, the fact that it doesn't have burn-in, and it's just like... Yeah, it sounds like the biggest uh, issue for you is whether or not... Yeah, because, like, if that wasn't wasn't an issue, I'd be like, shut up, let's go. Sure. Let's go, boys. Fucking big time. Fucking, are you kidding? Yep. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. Whether you can eat that cost uh, within four years' time and be willing to pony up again. I know, and it's like my micro LED is a thing, but it's not quite there yet. And it's just like I think what I'm probably gonna do is, and this is what I've been leaning is get the Sony as till as a long uh, as the long term set, mm-hmm. and um, if over time, um, and if over time sets get that much better, like the, every set starts looking like the CX. Then okay, fine. I can move, spend that money. It sucks, but I can. Yeah. Um, or uh, wait for micro LED, which is the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You get the lovely blacks and picture of a um, OLED, but you don't get the burn in because it's right. mi- miniature. Because the way okay, so the way these screens work is on a uh, probably on your TV, Aaron. You have a, you have an array of lights on the side, down the side, mm. on the top, on the bottom that make the picture. Mm. That's a regular LED TV. That's my assumption. Gotcha. I don't know what model TV you have. I would have to. Look. I couldn't tell you. Um, then, LG. Um, which is that's this that's that's another thing. That's another thing. LG, uh, you know, Anthony and I were talking. He's like, well, you know, they have kind of a reputation of like. Not as being well built as the Japanese TVs, like just like sure, you know. yeah, um, and like once again, I've had 
if I go Sony, this will be my third Sony straight. Um, right. You know, always had good rep with them. So, anyway, so what ends up happening is, um, <clears throat> so yeah, been, been, but like, it's just a nightmare, dude. And like, people like to try to suggest other models. And I'm like, I, I, I feel like Ron Swanson at Home Depot, like, shut up. I know more than you. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, you're just gonna have to figure out what's going on with the burn in situation but, and then see how you're feeling March 5th. But uh, but also full array. So full array is that same thing as yours, except it's lights and down the entire back. Good okay. lord. So it's like yeah. so that's why it gives you better brights and HDR shit like that. Like when I, I remember yeah. reading the reviews on your TV when you were shopping, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, this thing doesn't get the the brights and HDR don't really pop as much on this TV because it's you know it's edge lit from what I remember. Right. Um, and then you have. OLED. How is OLED different? OLED lights each individual pixel, mm-hmm. which is part of why it's so expensive and also what creates burden. Right. Um, so, so yeah. And then micro LED is very is the same as a full array, except they're very very tiny, hmm. and it creates an OLED type effect without the negatives of OLED. But those TVs are probably about as far away as 8K is. So. Okay. So. um, Leaning towards the 900H. um, You know, like. And here's what what the reality. And the only way it probably doesn't happen is if I go to Best Buy and I see the CX in person right before I buy it. Yep. That would be the only thing at this point that turns me over. As like, yeah. and then I'll be going to 4K, which we have the consoles for it. We're ready for that for those reviews. Yep. Um, we uh, we have we were video card away on the video card front. Yep. Um, and then as far as so, I've actually run into a thing where um, I kind of want to start doing quick looks again. <laughs> okay. Um, well, especially with all the shit I'm playing because of Game Pass. Right. Um, and, you know, I, w- I kind of want to start doing quick looks again, uh, or LPs again, especially because Ray and I have been talking about doing an LP, and you gotcha. and I have been talking about an LP. Sure. And I thought, man, you know it could be cool? Being mm. the first LPs to do in full 4K. And then I, 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 I don't know if we'd be the first, but we'd definitely be among the first, maybe. Yeah, like we would be like pushing that boundary, like of here we we don't we the source file is in 4K. We uh, we do everything we can to keep as much of it as possible with the YouTube bullshit sure. uh, compression. And here you go. And then I was looking at um, 4K capture cards, and I was like, I can do it. I wouldn't like it. <laughs> But I could do it. I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a, a resistance in your voice. So I looked up how much a 4K capture card is if it's not internal, which mm-hmm. is what I would prefer. Yeah, um, it's four. It does 4K HDR, and it's uh, it's uh, 400 bucks. Yeah. Um, versus if you get an internal one. So that means I'd have to eat up a PCI slot and have this shit run to my computer all the time. It's two fifty. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I'm looking at all kinds of tech upgrades. I'm yep. also looking at like 
fancy lights for a stream. Um, of course. So, yeah. We'll cool. see. We'll see how it goes. Yep. TV shopping, it sucks. It sucks. Yay. It's not as bad as monitor shopping, though. I don't wish that, because monitor shopping has the extra hell of sub-like brands. Right. Which, what it means is, like, I bought a monitor last, so, perfect example is when I bought my monitor, I did a ton of research, I went through hell and back to find one that was, like, $200, 144 hertz, looks good. Has speakers, hopefully. Uh, Sure. There's two models of this one. They're only one letter off. I got the one without speakers. <laughs> Fuck me. Just so, yeah. Damn. Yep. Uh, yeah, when I went TV shopping, it was very much com- like computer shopping, which is I do, I cram a bunch of research in, and then the moment I buy the TV, I let it all go. I can't. I cannot store that information. That's so much going on there i just like eh. see i go, yeah i go through the complete opposite hell is i do like more research than you would ever need and then like i get there and i'm just like fuck it's all coming back to me <laughs> i fuck. committed like fuck okay all right all right we just 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 pick the right one just ah fuck. just hand them your money just hand it just let it go just, just, just let it go bronson let it go yeah it's it's yeah. not ideal. Not Fun. Ideal. All right. Well, hey. That's still ongoing. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, trying to think of what I finished Hitman after our podcast last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hitman 3. That game's really good. Um, and then started up some more Doom Eternal because, you know, Series X, I got my 4K TV. Just that's been my game of like testing all of that out. Look um, good. Look good. Looks run great. great. Runs great. Having a great time. Uh, that game's also good. Um, have you bought up any? Have you? So Hitman's the only uh, series, actual Series X game you've played, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, like released for Series X. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I, I did. I did some shopping. We'll and we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But I did okay. some shopping for others. But I was just like. I'm going to stick with Hitman for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, did that. And then uh, we have some news uh, we'll get to in a little later. But uh, after the Final Fantasy XIV uh, press conference, I had jumped in and uh, finished all the quests for Heaven's Word. So the next quest I have to do starts up Stormblood. Hey. Yeah, so I gotta. So now I got to get through all of Stormblood. Then I got to get through all of Shadowbringers. And then I'll be caught up for that release but oh my oh, god that's a tall order that's, um, a, that's a that's a lot of mmo man um a lot of mmo i'm actually sitting here looking at like tr- getting caught up in destiny like thinking about it like, what's there to get caught up i i just i never could pay attention to the story of destiny they still make you go through the fucking story though they do it's not like but, it's but not it, there i can't bother to care um I wish I could care. Um, I lost a thread on that faster than I lost a thread on Kingdom Hearts. Which you can get caught up on now. Which I can get caught up on now thanks to fucking Game Pass. They're like, here, play all of them. Play all of them. Literally every one of them. You could could, could, could be that guy that knows all of Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) 
want to be let Ray be that guy. He is that guy. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure he already is that guy. That's what makes it work. Um, I uh, let's see. After that, uh, I don't know. I've been messing around with some some stuff on my Series X. I downloaded Fusion Frenzy just because I wanted a game from the original Xbox. I was like, I could see the original Xbox boot up screen. I was like, oh, that's fun. Fusion Frenzy's not very good, but hey. Uh, uh hold on, let me let me pull let me boot up the one the Series X because I have a couple original Xbox games. And I'm actually considering like buying more. Sure. because uh, like I kind of uh, want Conquer. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, games with Gold, I think. Uh, is still away. offering the Indiana yeah, Jones. Yeah, that's that's. I don't say that's for the Pope. I'm not sure Fancy if that's still there. Boot screen. Um. While you're doing that, I also went to a uh, game store uh, yesterday. Um, okay. We went to, we went to a board game store and looked around at all that. And it's funny how they're just creating board games for various video game IP. <laughs> uh, and so they had a Devil May Cry board game, what the fuck which is- like a board game format seems like the antithesis of what Devil May Cry is. So I just I wonder how that plays. So here are my original Xbox games. All right. Star Wars Battlefront. Mm. Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Republic Commando. Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Uh, mm. SSX3. Um, Indiana Jones. Mm. And I think that's about it. And whatever else they would have on Game Pass. Is Jedi Academy on Game Pass? I don't know. Okay. Um, I know. Past. Um, I can check. They had Star Wars games on there. Like they had Republic Commando on there for a long time. They had the Ninja Gaiden on there for the longest fucking time as well. Nice. Uh, But no, it doesn't look like they do. Okay. All right. I was wondering. Um. After the board game uh, place, we went to a classic games uh, place called like Game Over something rather, right. um, and uh, it's cool. You know, it's a, it's a classic game store as you would expect, and uh, they had one cool thing where they had uh, individual artists uh, put up video game themed items for sale in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's apparently one artist around here that likes to do a lot of uh, video game themed tarot deck art. Okay. Uh, they did one of like the devil tarot tarot card, and then it was just Bowser. It was actually <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, they had a lot of stuff, and they tempted me with a lot of stuff. Like? Um, a Super Nintendo for a hundred bucks. Ooh, okay, that's the kind of tempting I'm talking about. Yeah. Did you buy it, it original Xbox? It looked clean there. So yes, you could buy an original Xbox. They had a prototype Xbox for a thousand. That's cool. Um, God damn it. I love, that's actually the part about like your area. I love the most mm -hmm. is like the weird, uh, like the weird prototype shit you run into. Yeah. Cause it's like right next to Microsoft and Nintendo. Exactly. Well, what was funny was I found a copy of blinks, a time sweeper for 10 bucks and I almost bought it. Um, but what was funny was there was a big fat sticker on the front said, uh, for sale at Microsoft store to employees bought by employee number, something, something, something not for sale anywhere else. It's 
It's like, yeah, well. well okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't think the game store cares all that much. No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, so I don't think they care about Blinks get, a copy of Blinks getting out there either. So yeah, uh, hold on. I can check the Xbox Store what original Xbox games are available. I just uh, looked at it recently, and it's not as big as I would have thought. But no, I I I wasn't expecting the original Xbox section to be all that big. To be honest with you, uh, oh sure, because so the way that the the way those games work is they have to get them licensed is like. The problem with them isn't getting them to run. They said, we can get mm-hmm. any of these to run. That's no problem. Yeah. It's a fucking yeah. original Xbox. But, like, the, the, the issue is um, is the fact that they, uh, ha- like, have a bunch of licensing stuff. Because all those games... Came, like, most of those games came out before, like, digital existed. Yep. You know, so you're, you're running into all these issues of, like, well... And then in games where they have like, like licensed music and stuff, like, huh, good luck. Good I, luck. I, I continue to think that is the leading cause of Skate 2 not being on there because they had a fantastic soundtrack. No, that's how I, I think that's why I think Burnout 3 isn't. Like, you can download Burnout 3 on a 360 or original Xbox, uh, but you can't do it, uh, but you can't do it elsewhere. And it's on like, or series. And it's like. Um, okay, so is it like it, it has to be because of this backwards compatibility stuff, right? Like that's that's, sure. that's that's the only thing I can think of where I'm just like you know, the the only one I'm going like, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Um they did have one really old beat up original Xbox at the store for like 30 bucks and I almost did that did, just to you I'm know, so- wing in a prayer. Yeah, like I feel as though you could probably find an original Xbox in good shape if you really want one, though. Oh, they had it. Like, uh, yeah, if I had looked around more, I I had to avert my eyes because I could feel my money leaping from my wallet, and I said, "Okay, no, we can't." All right, this needs to be a planned purchase. I'm not letting this this just happen. Uh, uh, I, let me tell you, I would have bought that Super Nintendo had I also found a couple. Uh, Nintendo copies of what I was looking for, which would have been like Ken Griffey Jr.'s Major League Baseball and Madden 95. Here's um, the problem with me buying a Super Nintendo. All the okay. games that I want for Super Nintendo are so fucking expensive. Right. Okay, like do you, like a copy of Chrono Trigger is like $100. Yeah. It's like, it's, yep. it's not even, you know... You're investing for the authentic experience. Yeah, and at that point, it's just like, you know, I can play this on my Wii U just fine. <laughs> um, right. No, it's fun to just purchase some something with a low amount of money or, you know, a low cost uh, just for funsies, but... Um, right, like, yeah. the buying it on an original Xbox is, like, $40, and, like, unless you're getting, like, one of its, like, three rare games, the most you're spending on a game is, like, 20 bucks. Yep, yep. Yeah, like it's it's not that big of a deal. They had a bunch of uh, uh, you know third party N sixty four controllers, which since one of my joysticks is going, I I would have probably jumped on that had I also seen a copy of like Mario Party two, which would have been rare. Um, yeah, I'm actually really willing to sh- to shell out for an N sixty four like a good condition N sixty four controller myself. Right, because I, I those things are rare as hell and hard to get yeah. hands on. Yep. Um, yep. 
Let's see. They had a bunch of Japanese import stuff, of course. Um, I'm a condemned. Looking but like, more. I just, I, I have no interest in that kind of stuff. It's fun. Um, I mean, but, look, man. Like, I nearly went down the 360 import hole that Jeff did. Okay. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. Jade Empires on here. All right. They yeah. Got, uh, they got Morrowind on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sure. They got all the th- Xbox Splinter Cells on here. Yep. Um, yep. Um, let's see. There's just a lot. There's a lot of good shit on here, actually. Just trying to think. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of good. Uh, like like a lot of good 360 and uh, 360s. Obviously, like way better represented. Admittedly. Sure, exactly, yeah. Like, but it's it's still you know, still good shit. Uh, yeah, and I understand that because like like Kotor is a you know Kotor. I think about some of these original Xbox games, they do upscale to 4K, so they look real right. sharp in some cases. Hmm. Um. Oh, Panzer Dragoon. Oh, I have that on disc. Sure. So, right. I just uh, got a message from a friend, uh, a friend who yesterday I successfully converted into checking out Hitman 3, and they're having a blast. <laughs> oh, dude, I can buy Virtua Fighter 2 for $5. Mm. That's a... that's Sure. That's the real danger to these really old games. It's like, $5? That's nothing. Uh, sure, I purchased this a while ago before, and purchased this on like three other consoles, but whatever. Well, um, I don't actually hold on. What game was that? I've actually never owned Virtua Fighter two. Oh well, there you I, go. I only own Virtua Fighter five. I got. I came in on the last one. <laughs> oh, that um, poor franchise. Um, yeah, and then uh, later in the night, we actually went by GameStop just to see what was going on. Uh, we went by a Fred Meyer because that was the only place that uh, my friend could find a copy of. Uh, Hitman 3, and that's where I got some rechargeable uh, batteries for the Xbox Series X controller, because holy hell does that go through some double A's. Did you, uh, did you get a uh, did you get a uh, USB-C cable with it? No, because it doesn't uh, that battery does not take USB-C. The controller does. You, the you, controller you, does, but I just I'm getting USB C cables anyway. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Your phone needs them. Mine doesn't. Phone needs it. There's a few other things that need it. We're it's slowly switching over to USB C. Yeah, We're getting I, there. Our house is starting to need them because so we bought a bunch of like fancy lights, like PlayStation lights and like stuff like that, right? Right, that's and, right, yes. Like, none of them like, oh, it's just a power cord. No, it has a USB-C brick and a USB-C <laughs> cable. It's like, Enjoy. Oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, thank you, that was my one purchase. Uh, when I We went over to GameStop to check some stuff out, and uh, I don't think we got anything. But, you know, it being GameStop, I did look at this giant merchandise corner that they had, and they had this... For a, like a hundred bucks, a like life size wearable Red Ranger helmet, and I wanted it so fucking badly. Oh, but it was such a stupid purchase. Where would it go? Where would it sit? On top of that shelf, right behind you. 
Yeah, right. I guess you know. Yeah, just throw it. Um, Actually, that might fit. I don't know. To be honest, I may still go back to that store and check to see if it's there. It'd be a dumb. If it makes you feel better, bio. So they announced that Mass Effect thing this week, which we're gonna get to in a minute. Yes. And they have a special collector's edition for sale with it. Yes. Which is um, $150. Mm-hmm. And you get a replica wearable, like, shepherd helmet. Oh, man. A steel book. Yep. A N7 acceptance letter. <laughs> okay. A morality spinner pin, so you can flip Paragon or Renegade. Oh, that's fun. All right. And a pair of canvas art prints. Of course. All right. Um, which I would get framed immediately. <laughs> um, that's 150 bucks. That, that's not bad so at all. So with the game, you're looking at 220 Having the helmet, that's cool. Um, so It's a lot of money, though. Um, it is. If I, you're I, a fan I, of the franchise. I do love me some Mass Effect. Uh well that was actually the the end of uh what I've been up to I I I got a I got a Super Bowl thing to do uh, after this podcast let yeah let's jump into the news let's talk about this Mass Effect thing Mass Effect mm-hmm. um they finally announced what the date and details of that Legendary Edition that they're doing <coughs> they showed a trailer that just gave the entire universe a boner um. <laughs> Do not tell me you didn't watch that trailer and was just like, fuck yeah. I mean, you know. Mass Effect. Um, Alright, so basically, Mass Effect 1 is getting the most changes. Uh, right, they are doing course. gameplay and graphics changes. So, mm-hmm. And it is coming out on May 14th. Alright. So, uh, changes to Mass Effect 1. There's improved aim assist with stickier lock-on, allowing you to keep lock-on targets while strafing. There's a dedicated melee button now, and weapons have been balanced and tuned across the trilogy. The most prominent change in Mass Effect 1 is a, is a huge change in combat, is the removal of class-based weapons, and restrictions and aim penalties. You can't train in weapons, you still can't train in weapons that your class isn't specialized in, but now you can use them without being penalized. The inventory system is still being worked on right now, though the way that Bioware spoke on it, we'd expect to see we when they expect to see anything groundbreaking. The hut now looks cleaner, a little smaller at least, has been slightly repositioned so it's not on the edges of the screen anymore. Mm. Uh, there's also going to be a more unified control scheme between games. You can still issue commands to your squad mates, and Bioware is improving those controls in Mass Effect 3 to be more in line with how it feels in 2. Squad AI is being improved, so if you send them the cover, they'll actually you know use it. Enemy yep. AI has been also made smarter and won't and won't just bull rush you as soon as you go into their line of sight. Uh, you can make uh, let's see, you can um, uh, let's see, you, can, you should be able to make it jump right into game one, right into the next without feeling you're relearning everything. Okay. Animations have been outright changed. Bioware has been working hard fixing the. Uh, bugs attached to a lot of them. This is your probably an example, ensuring that all characters are now looking where they're supposed to. Input camera and cover systems also been smoothed to eliminate some of the wonkiness that incurred Mass Effect 1. The Mako is now mm-hmm. much easier to handle. Thank God. Mass, um, so those uh, be more playable. Bioware's improved how it responds to controls. Um, let's see. Bioware lists off some prominent but less important changes to which we list below. In-scope aim smoothing. Cover pass, 
Rebalanced ex experience for level 60 cap, which means you don't have to new game plus. More consistent autosave, thank Christ. Mm. Um, improved boss encounters, improved cooldown for first aid. Unified minigames across platforms with no indication of whether or not we're getting the PC's ring game or the console version, Simon says. Hmm. All right, Mass Effect 3 changes. Yes. Uh, and the, they're also doing some big graphical updates, which I'll show screenshots in a minute here. Uh, Mass Effect 3, they're choosing to do the extended version ending, so no original OG cut. Um, okay. So the devs did look... There's no additional story content. The devs did look at what was on the cutting room floor, but unfortunately the stuff was cut from all three games and couldn't be easily packed in the remaster. They need to rebuild from scratch, so that said, the extend cut is now the official canonical, canonical ending, so when you can boot up Legendary Edition and play through Mass Effect 3, you won't be able to choose between the original ending that launched the game or the extend edition. A universal character creator. Uh, there is now a universal character creator that extends across all three games, which means customization options that were added in 2 and 3 aren't available in 1. Also has added additional options when it comes to skin tones, makeup, and hairstyles, including more black hairstyles. Additionally, there's a unified female Shepard across the trilogy. Originally, Femme Shep wasn't finalized until Mass Effect 3, so Bioware is taking the opportunity to retroactively add her to 1 and 2. They're also slightly modifying her jawline. Okay. Uh, new game launcher. There's a brand new launcher that allows you to start all three games from one place, which will appear when you boot up the Legendary Edition. All versions of the game will allow you to pick which game you want to play, watch credits, or switch your profile. When you finish any of the games in Legendary Edition, you, uh, you get brought back to the launcher to select another. There are three still separate games. You won't just roll the credits on one and then pull, go into two. The Xbox version also has a feature that allows you to choose which games you want to install. So if you just want to skip one and do two and three, there you go. Fine. Okay. There's going to be almost every piece of DLC. Pretty much everything is here except one. The Pinnacle Station from Mass Effect 1. You can still play it on 360 and PC. It wasn't available for PS3 because the source code data was corrupt by the time Bioware was making a PS3 version. Wow. And Mac Walters, that's still the case. And so far, the DLC won't be available in the Legendary Edition. Also, someone who played that DLC was kind of shit. So, not much to really... They got the important ones. They got Overlord. They got Leviathan. Citadel. Uh, the party member ones. And Shadow Broker. Fine. Rebalance to Mass Effect 3's Galactus Reignus. So, Mass Effect 3's multiplayer didn't make it into Legendary Edition. The mm -hmm. companion app is no longer available. And it let you raise your readiness without playing multiplayer. So there is the questions, how are they getting your galactic readiness up? Well, it's been rebalanced and tweaked, but the plan is that provided that you're starting from Mass Effect 1, you'll accrue enough galactic readiness in order to unlock the trilogy's best ending. You can still get the ending by just playing 3, you'll just need to do every little thing in the game. Sure. Alright. Okay. Performance and visuals! Oh god. Legendary Edition will be in 4K, HDR, 60fps on Xbox One X, Xbox Series S and X, PS4 Pro, and PS5. But if you're running a base PS4, base Xbox One, or Xbox One S, sorry, you're fucked. 30fps, 1080p. Um, they told us the team is still optimizing the remaster for new console generation to get more consistent experience and load times. On PC, these frameworks will be unleashed. There'll be faster load times across all platforms. We won't have to sit through an entire elevator ride anymore. 
There's now a new skip button allows you to just to speed to your destination once the game is loaded. In terms of visual improvements, there, you name it, there's DeChance Bioware has changed it. For the textures, so you use an AI up-res program to upscale texture resolution four times with some outfits being improved 16 times. In mm-hmm. Mass Effect 1 and 2, every character, armor, outfit, and weapon has been hand-touched up and up A couple of key examples that stood out were Zaid and Thane. You can easily see the bags and wrinkles on Zaid's face, and Thane's scales more easily stand out, giving him a more reptilian look. When it comes to mm-hmm. levels themselves, after all the textures were up and artists went to add seven more changes, like smoke and volumetric lighting... Uh, to make them a lot prettier, both Eden Prime's dig site and Pharos looked a lot richer in detail, and Water on Vermeer looked pretty good. The, here's all the tech related to the trilogy. To- the th- improvements that they're making the trilogy. Tone mapping, anti-aliasing, volumetric fog and lighting, depth of field and bloom, depth of bokeh depth of field to enhance art style, subsurface saturning on the skin, ambient inclusion, previously only in a few slight master three cutscenes now in the whole thing. PC improvements, you're getting DirectX 11 and ultra-wide support, along with uh, along with controller support. As for the uh, PS5 and Series X, uh, they're not doing console-specific improvements, so no Tempest 3D or DualSense support, um, and uh, no Quick Resume. Um, though Quick Resume is supported on like every game, so I don't know how they're getting around that one. Instead, the remaster leverages the power of both new-gen systems, making the load times even faster. That said, Bioware is working to further improve the performance on new generation with the possibility for other features in the future. And then we'll, uh, I'll load in a couple of screenshots so everyone can see the difference, because holy shit, it is big. Sure. Uh, Cartvale uh, in chat says, I hope they took the driving from Andromeda. Handling was so much better in that game. I mean, they might have. Like, we don't. We they don't, might have. We don't know yet. So, um, let me go back to the web browser. So, we got Mass Effect One, Mass okay. Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah, at the sun. Well, yeah, Mass Effect Legend One, Legendary <laughs> Edition. All right. Good lord, alright. Mass Effect 1. Legendary Edition. Okay. Yeah, they're putting in the work. Mass Effect 1. Legendary Edition. Alright. Having fun? Yes. Uh, Original. OG. Uh New thing. <laughs> so they just got J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Great. Um, all right. And that would be all we have. And then there's a bunch of comparison trailers and videos out there. Sure. On Zenit. All right. I'm excited. I'm so stoked. Going to get that. Going to play the living shit out of that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I think a lot of people are going to be checking that out. Yep. Uh, are you, are you going to do, you're not going to do that. I, I heard nope. you, I heard you were not. I, I, I play, I played the mass effects. I'm good. Yeah, but now you can play them better. No, I got other, sh- I got to play. 
Oh, I know um, the Mass Effect experience. I'm gonna I'm gonna play through hella more. So alright, fine. That's fine. Uh, Alright, so uh do we wanna dive into the other news? This uh what's what's the Let's do it. Alright, uh hey guys. Blizzard Blizzard stuff is happening. Let's hear about this Blizzard stuff. So uh Blizzard is doing doing BlizzCon online. Because you can't do BlizzCon uh, in person right now because of the plague. When does Blitz, BlizzCon usually happen? BlizzCon normally happens in November, sometimes late October, but uh, they pushed it and put it on February 19th and 20th this year. Weird. Um, along, along with doing that, they made a bunch of announcements. So, like, Blizzard Team 1 has, like, been folded. folded. Yep. Which is... The classic team, which I can't blame them after Warcraft 3 Remastered. Right. So, um, so Warcraft 3 Reforged Remastered didn't do well. That team got scuttled. Uh, the Heroes of the Storm slash Starcraft team has been reduced down to, like, maintenance mode, uh, yep. basically. Uh, the Heroes of the Storm just got a new character, so don't know how the fuck this is working. Yeah. Um, mm. So there's that. And then, finally, BlizzCon is happening, which, um, according to uh, everything that they have shown uh, up with, is they're going to do the same thing they do, you know, at BlizzCon, just online, which they're going to do panels, they're going to do present, they're going to do behind the scenes, they're going to do, you know, you can buy signatures, and they're going to do esports, just... All via live stream. Right. So, uh, yeah. And then this is a very important BlizzCon for them because it is their 30th anniversary, for one. Um, okay. And yeah. And they have announced a special uh, kind of goodie bag as such where you can pay anywhere from 20 to $60 and get a bunch of stuff, uh, mounts in World of Warcraft, cards in Hearthstone, stuff in Heroes, stuff in Overwatch, uh, pets in World of Warcraft. Like, pretty much a bunch of stuff for all their games, along with a bunch of WoW game time. Okay. 60 bucks, and then each pack drops some stuff. Uh, along with this news, um, they're also saying, hey, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are being pushed to 2022. That's a that's a hit, and I understand why. It's just, whew, to say that so early in the year. Yeah, I, I mean, COVID and, like, I'm just kind of curious what that means they're going to be relying on for this next year, because it's like, right. okay, cause, okay, so you look at the BlizzCon key art, and it's like, front and center is Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, that's not coming. So the right of that is Warcraft, so it's like, are we just going to, uh, like, is the big thing at this event going to be Warcraft fucking patches? <laughs> That's what we're riding, Warcraft, oh wait, hold on, Warcraft patches and Burning Crusade Classic, which, okay. Oh god, okay. The rumor yeah. for that is summer. Um, that might be the big thing. Starcraft just has their esports. Overwatch just has their esports until the new game. Heroes of the Storm, 
they could announce like a new character and a new battleground, maybe. I'm sure. Why not? Um, yeah. So like that's about it, and it's like something. And then Hearthstone, they could stop being predatory and gross. That's not going to happen. Um, oh God, I remember there when their model used to be so good too. <laughs> I, like, I remember like when their monetization model was totally fair and made sense. Mm. Oh God, such a bummer. Yep. Um. So yeah, and like one of the rumors right now is also that like they're working on Diablo one and two remastered, and that sure. like that's part of the reason why Vicarious Visions got pulled into that right which makes sense uh given the the what the work that they've been doing uh mm-hmm. reviving franchises yep so, so fine so yep uh and actually uh if you you missed out an opportunity if you're an artist that did this because uh they actually had their art contest where like if you won uh you got like you know, full tickets to the next BlizzCon that's actually in person and everything. Well, that's nice. Yep. Uh, cool. So, yeah. I, I Cool, you know. Um, Blizzard's in a weird place right now. Yes. Um, because, like, I look at their launcher, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, Shadowlands is doing great. Classic is doing great. Fine. Yep. And then I'm like, all right. Diablo hasn't had new content in about two years now, three years. Mm-hmm. Hearthstone has completely kneecapped their monetization method. <laughs> um, Here's the Storm, great game, still plays well, but gets new content maybe twice a year. Mm-hmm. Overwatch, same thing, kind of? Sure. Warcraft 3 Reforge bombed. Starcraft 2 is on balance support. Starcraft yep. Remastered is a remaster. It was good, but it was still, you know, a remaster. Yeah. And then the rest of the games in that launcher are not theirs. So Which means, yeah, they're relying on on Warcraft right now and and, you know, putting out the minimal amount of content I imagine for heroes, and then Diablo just letting people know that Diablo 4 is being made. Like, I, I look at this list, right? And yeah. I'm like, man, if Shadowlands bomb, I see why Shadowlands got that delay. Yeah. Like, because uh, if Shadowlands bombed, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's been a rough BlizzCon. This would have been like, all right, so the the death is uh, happening now. Just like, just, just Bobby Kodak is going to go suffocate them all. I mean, hearing... Uh... Uh, a podcast recently uh, talking about this. It almost sounds like in a few years we could be just seeing Blizzard slowly meld into the Activision. Like the the difference between uh, those two entities just, are becoming smaller and smaller, and they'll just use the name to throw on Warcraft. Just don't don't hurt me. I know. I know. Hurt me. I know. It's hurting me. But th- that's what happens just, when you. Make a deal with the devil. Just, uh, Lord. What's that new Mike Morheim studio? Oh, I forgot. Dreamhaven. Dreamhaven. Yeah. They're working on something. They're, they they 
poached a ton of talent from Blizzard. An yeah. old talent, too. And I'm just like... And I'm just sitting here going like, please. Make something cool. Make please. something cool, please. They, so they, they're apparently hiring for two spots. Head of publishing platform, lead platform, engineer publishing platform. There you go, Bronson. Apply to that. Yep, totally. Doing it now. <laughs> um, lordy. Um, All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this BlizzCon goes. They have two studios on here. They have Secret Door and Moonshot. So. Hmm. Okay. God, this. Yeah, so. We'll see. Um, yep. I, I, yeah, I, hopefully, hopefully the the powers within Blizzard can keep it still Blizzard. Yeah, Blizzard and still Blizzard. Yeah, that'd be um, nice. All right. So, hey, speaking of MMOs, uh huh. Square Enix has announced Endwalker, the new yes. MMO expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, due out this fall on PC, PS5, PS4. Mm-hmm. And Mac, yep. They put out a cinematic trailer as MMO. You can't be yawning at me. I I I'm I got sorry. like three hours of sleep last night. I'm sorry, man. It happens. <laughs> they put out a cinematic trailer, which uh, hey, Paladins in space seems cool. Yes, the story job apparently is Paladin, which I. That was what Jericho shouting at. I actually don't know what that means. I mean, story I, job. I guess like the main pro tag of maybe the main char- character. It's it's Paladins. centered on. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, they go to the moon. They do go to the moon. I I saw you're going to go to the moon, like probably towards the end of this expansion. Um, so they're talking about how. Uh, this expansion is the conclusion of the uh, overarching story of Final Fantasy XIV from Reborn to now, um, so which has been like a constant like balance between light and dark and what that means. And so apparently, this will be capping that off. Uh, they do clarify that it will start a new beginning that the they will continue working on like a new different kind of storyline afterwards. Uh, so it's not the end. The person who's driving this is, I forget his name right now, but uh, he's not leaving. Um, he's quoted in the press conference saying, uh, as far as I know right now, uh, I'm staying and Final Fantasy is my life's work. Final Fantasy 14 in particular is my life's work. So I'm going to continue so, doing that. So, uh, so I had some questions about uh, this, which is, Okay. So I so they're increasing the cap. So um, same the stage for a new era, new multiple jobs, new healer job called Sage. They're, they're adding they're adding two new jobs. Uh, one's gonna be melee DPS. They didn't talk about that. The new healing is Sage, which is a a barrier heals. So a discipline um, priest got it. Okay. It, cool. Yeah, and then we got like four floating icicle things. I you know, which look cool as hell. Um. It's got me interested, except for the part where healing stresses me the fuck out right now. So, um, right away, but it looks good. Let's see. Uh, tweaks to the battle system and new challenges. A new threat is Anima, uh, one of the Aeons from Final Fantasy X. Ta- Ooh. Yes. Get me they, they redid his art. You should look at the art. Let me fucking get me fucking excited, why don't you? 
Um, so uh, they were taking you know, well, part of the news. I just want to say real quick. Part of the news uh, was you know uh, they're going to be adding a new form, a new game PvP mode that's like smaller. Mm-hmm. And there were like a couple Final Fantasy X nods. Like the chat was just blown up. Like Blitzball, give us Blitzball. Come on, Ugh. new PvP mode Blitzball. But what if Blitzball was good? Come on. You're you right. Uh, yeah, you're right. Also, they showed they showed a PS5 trailer. PS5 beta is out in April. Yep. Um, which is cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, this is a game that really figured out how to use controllers for an MMO. So. Oh, speaking of, uh, I forgot to mention this in Warcraft. More and more leaks keep coming out of like Warcraft coming to other platforms. Oh so, God! Okay. We'll, uh, see how that goes. Um, yeah, see what happens there. This look, yeah, this looks really so. If I get so now, my concern is okay. I can get if I can get past my distaste for the lack of an open world. Uh huh. Um, now my concern is catch up. As I was, I was having with you, I'm just like, okay, I'm like level thirty five. Like that's forty five levels to get to cap now. Or no, uh, that's, no, that's. Uh, I mean, the new cap's gonna be ninety. Yeah, so that's fifty-five levels to get to cap now. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a tall order, man. So one one thing that they did do, obviously, and you know, if you're continuing that character, then I I don't know how this will affect you necessarily, uh, because you're kind of in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Is uh, they really streamlined the Realm Reborn portion, mm-hmm. uh, so that they can get you right into. Uh, doing other stuff uh, again. I don't know specifically what how that works because I was part of the the very last group of players to play it the old-fashioned way, which wasn't great. I'll <laughs> tell you that right now. And I, yeah, you know, up to level thirty-five, you know what that's like. Um, oh, what's up? Hell yeah! Check that out. Yeah, Jerica. Jerica, you came in at the right time. Thank. You. Thank you very, very I'm much. I'm so glad I pulled the one from GT. Every time <laughs> I hear that music and everything. That's a good one. Yeah, Jerrica, how are you feeling about this expansion? This is this is looking good. Um, yeah. um, they got a couple um, new areas. They introduced a couple new cities that look cool. What What's the Final Fantasy XIV equivalent to WoWhead? Does it exist? Probably. I don't, I don't check it. I, I, I have my friends. Those are my WoW heads. My Okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna look at uh, first thing on Reddit. First thing is GarlandTools.org. <laughs> this is I not heard that one, but okay. That no, no, that's okay. Um, uh, where do I go for items? Let me oh check. Oh my this god, here. I'm not the only person here. Let's see. Uh, I go to well, yeah. I don't. I don't know how. I honestly didn't visit Wowhead that much, so I don't. I can't tell you that. I always go to like the console games wiki for Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay, oh, I, I mean, yeah. The, the problem is, is like Wowhead now does like news and write ups. That's like okay. Like, what if I just want? Okay, so like that. That's great that they. Um, oh, I'm sorry that you've been sick. Aww. Uh, Taylor yeah. made me shed tears. It was so amazing. <laughs> awesome. 
so awesome. Um, like, my big concern is also just, like, and, like, I don't, like, did they say how they're speeding up? Are they, like, doing XP cuts? Are they, you know, like, what are they doing? Are they doing what? Are they, like, doing just XP cuts? Uh, yes. Yeah, so they are, they are reducing the numbers for everything because, yeah. like, they decided, like, HP numbers for bosses are getting ridiculously high and it's like, all right, we need to just because it's like starting to mess with the performance of the game, how high the stat, numbers are. Stat they're, squish. Yep. Yeah. That, so they're, they're squishing I, everything. I, I love watching their solutions to like shit that wow had to go through a decade ago. Right. It's, it's very like fascinating to watch and see. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah like, and I like, I'm very curious to see if they're just going to, quit and do the what is the current wow method for new players mm. uh which which like when my response is like oh my god that's brilliant holy shit they gave up <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> which which it's it's it was better for the game which is okay so you start a new character in world of warcraft now uh you level one to ten in like a newbie area it's yeah. specifically to show you this is what a party is. This is what your class does. This is why you want to group up with people. And then you hit level 10, and it's like, okay, we need you to play through the second newest expansion questing so you know what the hell is going on in the story. Right. And then it throws you into, uh, and then once you hit level 50, like, all right, Shadowlands. And yeah. then you're good to go, which, um, yeah, like, I wish they would, I kind of would love for them to do something like that where they're like, here, we're going to run you through, like, a level 10, like, 1 to 10 tutorial area. All right, here's, you know, like... I, you know, I think a good time for that is when they release the expansion after this one, because that's when they start the new story, and mm -hmm. they're like, all right, if you're not interested in this story, it's a real good story, and from what I hear, Shadowbringers, from the people who have played it, have said... It is one of the best Final Fantasy stories. Period. Mm. Uh, is Shadowbringers. Uh, if you're willing, if you want to skip all of that and just get to where Final Fantasy XIV's concerned with now, then then maybe they would do it. So I would not expect it for this expansion because this is the conclusion of this uh, of this gigantic overarching story. I, I, I think that's actually like both a. I, I I think that I and I and I can say it because WoW is doing it now too, um, because I don't know if I like this mandatory story bullshit or not. Um, <laughs> what the stories? Let me tell you, man. When you start, when you get like to the end of Realm Reborn and you start up, um, Heavensward, it God that shit's good. Well, yeah, look, and, and like, I'm saying the same thing about fucking, like, Shadowlands right now. Like, the end of each of those zones is awesome. But sure. I'm, like, but I'm like running my maids through now, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, great, cool. I'm, I'm doing these same stories again. And then, like, I'm trying to picture this, like, you know, like, Two, you know, four years down the road when we're on like World of Warcraft cosmic horror bullshit adventure, and like I'm taking my fucking alt through, and it's like, all right, 
Time to go through the Shadowlands again, and you have to play through the main quest of the Shadowlands. Right. Even though you can just fucking, you know... You know, they, they have you skip through some, some stuff now, but, uh, yeah, I don't know... I don't know how much they have to play uh, of the expansions. I just know that if you haven't played them before, they are good. Uh, but like, yeah, if you have if you have played it before and you're just having to run an alt through or whatever, which you don't have to in Final Fantasy 14 because you can just take on every job. Um, but uh, yeah, that brings me to another point about this uh, coming expansion is you can transfer data centers. Uh, so you don't even like the one reason to have an alt in my mind was to be able to hang out with your friends on another data center because mm-hmm. there's three total uh, and then there's like realms. I don't know. They, I don't think they call them realms, but uh, different worlds inside each data center. Servers. Yeah. Server, whatever, server, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, they used to let you do like a limited, you know, transfer to a different server, whatever, within that data center uh, to hang out with the friends there. They're, now they're going to open it up. Because so, uh, they, they, they opened up the, you know, within the data centers and they were hoping like maybe that hopefully this doesn't mess with the economy or anything like that. And apparently the change was negligible. So uh, so I, I have a question. Are they just doing what WoW's doing where it's just like, oh, hey, do you want to run the raid with us, Aaron? All right, cool. I'm going to invite you even though you're in a different server. Well, so so they haven't said much details on it. They said that's what they're, they're trying to get you guys partying up. Uh, but there are going to be limitations, and they did not say much more than that, and probably because they're just trying to figure out what they can pull off. Um, I mean, I, okay, fair. Um, yeah. So. yeah I, I, the mainstream for where it's less mundane. I mean, that's good. That is a good thing to hear. Because, man, that ARR, that Realm Reborn uh, <laughs> main quest oh, storyline before Ed, it's. Dude. You get like stuck in the forest and you're dealing with like the sylphs for a good long ass time, and it's like. I, once again, this is why I got like to level thirty and was just like, "Fuck, I hate this." Yeah, no, round thirty. Uh, it's, it's, a, even, it's a rough one. Even as someone who has played like hundreds of MMOs and capped in the most of them, I was just yep. like, "Oh my fucking god, I hate it. I can't anymore. I can't, dude. <laughs> I just can't." No, they made it. They they've apparently made it a lot better. And then uh, that combined with like once again, I, I've talked about my number one pet peeve of this fucking game is. Um, I played old MMOs that do what Final Fantasy does, where it loads in each zone. EverQuest did that. Like, that was my first one I played. My cousin, Lineage 2, did that. I played that with them. But then I got to World of Warcraft when I was 14, 15. Yes. And World of Warcraft does this thing. Unless you are going to a different continent or a different fucking planet, Mm -hmm. it doesn't load. Right. I wanted to. I could walk from the top of the fucking Eastern Kingdoms to the bottom, and it's not going to load once. Sure. And that is just something that now uh, that I have experienced that, and even though I have an SSD, I have an SSD that can load all this shit, like, instantly. Yeah. Um, even though I have experienced that, and so now that I have experienced that, I'm like, why the fuck would anyone make an MMO any other way than this now? Yeah, uh, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, aware of the dev process, uh, you know, in, in getting that all set up and tied together and apparently you know with this new uh expansion like they didn't tie it up then either so i assume there's a reason for that because i do like the idea of everything being 
put together. Uh, Avian in chat says, I think it was done that way because of console performance, because they're also putting this out on consoles. Goddamn console um, peasants. <laughs> Ruining it for everyone. Which, you know, they were showing off of the PS5 performance that loading times were fast, at least. Um, yeah, that looked good. Yeah, this, I mean, this game did have to run on a PS3 originally. That's the thing. Like, it started um, out, like, yeah, PS3 era, was, which, wow. I mean, uh, man, uh, so yeah, maybe there's still hope. Maybe once the PS4 version is dead, they can be Right, like, no, right. when they start the next expansion. Again, I think next expansion is a chance for, like, a new beginning for a lot of things for Final Fantasy, so Final Fantasy XIV. Um, but, which, yeah, so that makes sense. Uh, but... Yeah, they're doing all sorts of cool little stuff. They're they're gonna have like a farm. You can have your own like personal farm where you have your minions run around. They calling it an island sanctuary. Um, they uh, they've been doing this Ishgard restoration thing, and with this new expansion, it'll be finished, and they will release a new residential district in Ishgard. Uh, so that's super cool. I would love to live in Ishgard uh, if I had the money. Um, it's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, let's see. Reducing uh, downscaling uh, numbers because overflow and bugs and flying text becoming lengthy. Uh, highest HP pool for bosses in patch 5.5 was 440 million HP. Um, I, whether whether or not I get into this game again is really going to come down to patch timing. Um, because... If World of Warcraft is in a very slow period when this shit comes out, I'll be like, all right, let's hop on the train. But if it's, like, right in the middle of, like, 9.2, I'm like, huh, no, I'm not leaving. Sure, sure, yeah. And I I think that's the, like, that's the thing for me is, like, I, 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 and also, like, you know, going to Final Fantasy XIV as a whole, the game is just slower. Sure. Um, and, and, like it's even slower by the standards of like classic in some ways because like you know you 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 have like the GCD being so much lower and I get that there's there's fill abilities in between but you know so I don't know man it it's like there's it's a different thing there are multiple things about that game that seem really fucking cool but then there are also things that really turn me off from it. And it's... I, I don't see you leaving World of Warcraft. I think you would enjoy the story of Final Fantasy XIV very much. I think there are aspects of the game that you would enjoy, but I just don't see you leaving. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's just like how I, you know, Destiny isn't my primary MMO either. But I go and I hop into Destiny, I cap out, I gear up, and then I leave. Sure, you know, like that, and that's that's because you, I, because. What what I really need from second slash third MMO is I don't need it to take over World of Warcraft spot unless yeah. they fuck up unless they pull another World Lords of Draenor I know I'm home I'm right. locked in mm-hmm. um, but what's the the thing that is that I'm gonna be like looking into is like okay I need an MMO I can play when World of Warcraft is like. Like, right now, like, I'm about to down Denathrius, and, like, okay, after that, I have literally nothing to do in World of Warcraft except level alts right now after that's done. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm just waiting on patch 9.1 at that point, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can't can, speak to that experience. Uh, but that's because you can get geared up in Destiny, like, a day. If you, it's about a week. 
Yeah, it's about a week, and then you spend, like, a week or two on the raid, and then you're done. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Yep. You know, like, and, like, Final Fantasy, I would, you know, we'll see. I, like, I don't I don't need an MMO to, like... And to be fair, like, Warcraft has gotten a lot quicker about it, too. Like, remember, I mean, you know, I'm not sure if you kept up in our, like, chat we had, but I was raid-geared within a week and, like, two days. Sure. Granted, I got some real lucky drops and got had a shit ton of gold so I could mm. pay to fill out my spots with uh, bind on equips, but mm-hmm. still, yeah. still a week and a half was raid ready. Same thing with uh, same thing with uh, Quinn and others. I mean, the one thing that's going to keep me busy, uh, even if I cap and get geared and and do all that beyond the raids and stuff, is you know because. Final Fantasy XIV lets you jump classes. I'm going to just start a new class and keep working on that and get that geared up and ready to go. And then once I have a few, I can rotate between like different roles depending on what the group needs. Right, because um, that game does not have specs. Right. So it's not like you could just roll a paladin that does all three. Yeah. Yep. So, But it takes weeks to get geared to, to WoW if you want to do any rating. No, like, dude, I was normal road Denathrius ready in, oh, like, I was doing the third to last boss of the current WoW tier, uh, like, a, what, like a week and three days into, uh, into everything, so, you know. Right. Like, I, I, I that's, like, uh, once again, I am, you know, and the, to be fair, when it comes to World of Warcraft, I am one of those, like, top... Two percent power grind people. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite like Asmund Gold, but because I have a job. But like, uh, you know, what? W- so raid ready in the case of the first week of Shadowlands was like what was 180 plus, mm-hmm. and I got there in like a week and a couple of days. Right. You know, so like, right. I, you know, so that that's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and it's. And everyone's different with that. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think that it's, you know, and I, I don't know what Final Fantasy Raid Ready is, but like I talked to Anthony, who was really like, Anthony's big thing uh, that, let's see, I mean, you can get gear in the week, but they actually have weekly caps because they make you work for it. Wow, does huh. too, dude. In fact, I was talking with Anthony about this, and he's like, Mythic Plus is harder than anything in 14 as far as Five Mans is concerned. Hmm. Like, you know, like, uh, I don't know what to say. Like, the current, it, in fact, one of the complaints of Shadowlands is they, they're very tight with gear. You know, like, uh, but yeah, like, I, I think the, my big complaint with the Shadowlands is, is that fact, is, is, is like, is, you know, like the the fact that they're too tight with gear, David has literally not seen a piece from a world boss yet. Sure, and we're like three months in. <laughs> um, I think where, like, my my thing with where I think WoW fails, um, and they got a lot better about this in Shadowland is offering content for casuals. You know, like right. it, it does. It does. Anyway, I gotta head back to work later, gents. Thank you, Jerrica. Thank you. Like, thanks for hanging. Like, uh, you know, having content for casuals because it's very much like, 
you know, in Final Fantasy, you can go, you have the house stuff and like you have like a bunch of like player interaction stuff and like wow, it's like you hit cap and it's like okay, I'm gonna go PvP or I'm gonna go Mythic or I'm gonna go raid. You pick sure. a path and then you live there. Occasionally, mm-hmm. you go to the other paths if you get bored, but you primarily live at your home. Yeah. Um. So and for you know and like people bring up like well what about you know there. And, like, WoW has added stuff over the years that helps with it. It's like, okay, you know, there's transmog, just like there's glamour in Final Fantasy. There's this, there's that. But for the most part, it's, you know, it's those three. Yeah. Versus, uh, and, I, and I think that's part of the reason why, uh, just like how, you know, the Final Fantasy community, uh, from what I have experienced, is a lot more um, civil. Yes. And uh, in some cases, they might be considered a little too nice. Um, mm. And, uh, like, I I actually experienced this in a WoW guild that was a bunch of carryovers from Final Fantasy uh, 14, mm. which was uh, we had... So David and I joined this guild, and you gotta remember, David and I are used to being, like like high-end raiders like we call you and being a high-end raider and wow is we call you out on your shit sure um like like hey you know you don't gotta be a dick about it but you're gonna tell someone hey uh why is your dps not high enough you know why did you stand in the fire okay why is this encounter hard for you etc you know perfect Mm -hmm. example is anthony and i were running a pug two weeks ago and like i went over it with him okay if you get this debuff, stand in the red spot. If you're melee and you get this debuff, stand in the blue. Any questions? Everyone's like, no. Is anyone mm-hmm. colorblind here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said that completely serious. I'm like, all right, maybe some people are red colorblind. And they're like, and then once again, no. In fact, one guy just said, no, just stupid. I'm like, all right, good. Sure. Um, So, versus, and we joined this guild, and at first seemed fine. Like, we were doing this first boss of, uh, and this was back in the Legion days, and we kept wiping on this first boss of Emerald Nightmare, and, like, David calls out, and and to be fair, David and I are new in the guild, but David calls out this healer and is like, "Um, hey, you know, if you stand over here, you're going to get a lot more, you're going to have be in range to heal better. And also, I looked at what spells you're using through this. Uh, if you switch this over, you'll do have more throughput. And, like, she just kind of awkwardly said, okay. And then the next day, uh, David got kicked out of the guild. Because <laughs> that was considered mean. I would have to have seen that chat. To um, see what's going on there. But. And my response was that it's like, oh, cool, you're kicking my boy David. All right, I'm out. See ya. Sure. Fuck you, people. Like, I'm just... Like, I, like once again, it wasn't berating, wasn't a dick about it. It was very much just like, hey, you should consider standing here and doing this. You know, just heads up. And then just like, you know... And I, and I asked the GM, but I was like, well, let's call someone out. And I'm like... Yes, I'm glad you understand. 
in in a raid team, you want to call people out so they don't suck. I I have seen plenty of times where and have been the person that was said like, hey, try try doing this instead of that, and I I've been fine. So I think you just got bad people. I mean, yes, that like the just oh my god. Just like it, it's just because they were carryovers for Final Fantasy fourteen. That's not just, indicative. They are more civil, and that's something I like about that just, community for sure. Um, I think that, like, and the thing is, is like I've totally had WoW people like take it way too far the other way, where it's just like, dude, calm the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, I I don't, oh you know, and, and like I, I think that. And, and to be fair, I think that's because of the audience those two games are, like, what their end game is. Because, like, once again, Final Fantasy sets up a lot of structures that are like, hey, let's go hang out, etc. Yep. Versus, like, let's go get gear and fucking fuck monsters up. Like, that, right. that, that exists, but it's not as, like... Like, Anthony was, you know, once again, I bring up Anthony because he's, you know, we got him to carry over this past, you know time around and he's like yeah you know it's, uh, it is what it is like the, it is definitely harder and more and for him he's like I, he found it more engaging because it was harder because he's sure. like, you know because he was just like because like you know he like he liked running mythics with quinn and i where we're like on your left our right okay so uh like perfect example is like doing call outs or it's like okay it's like Priority target the the pounder. Make sure you silence his thing, or it's gonna kill the group. Make sure you do like, and we're we're calling out like I remember doing like our first like real mythic like four with Anthony and like Quinn and I and Anthony. Everyone's on point. Everyone's communicating. Um, you know all this other stuff, and like just afterwards, and like we meet timer by like five minutes, and we're like fuck yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I think Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. If you put Mythic Plus in your game, that's how you get me to play. Yeah. Well, you know. Again, I'm still leveling through this, so I can't even speak to to okay. that, to all that. What's going on over there? I watch. I watch video of my friend play some of the later level stuff, and that. All I know is there's a lot of stuff going on, and it looks plenty complicated for me. The presentation um, seems crazy, but like the actual mechanics, I look at it, and I'm like, yep. That's not too nuts. You know, it's it's a lot of don't stand and shit. Yeah. Well, um, but uh, anyway, so we got other news stories to get through. Uh, real quick, biggest news of Final Fantasy fourteen new uh, expansion. They're removing belts. Belts didn't have any outward appearance, and they did negligible stat stuff. They're removing belts. That's... You don't need belts anymore. Why you need to just... take those pants down, you throw those pants down. Why didn't they just put st- good stats on the belts? Yeah, because they weren't they weren't just showing up on the character either. So I was like, eh, uh, just okay, necklaces don't show up in WoW, but people still wear them for the stats. I mean, enjoy. It's just another piece of gear to go to like add on to your set. I just, uh, eh, it's not going to show. Yeah, but the care. stats, man, you do more damage. This is why you're more into Avengers. <laughs> well, look, man, number go, like number go big better. That's I mean, great. I would like to see it, especially in my MMO where everyone is hot. 
That, and that, they that, got the latest fashion trends. You, you do see it when you go up to the boss and melt his face. Eh. Well, I'm doing that anyway. Yeah. Just with the other stuff. But it's not as much. It could be more. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it could be anyway. more. Anyway. Um, this is... See, like, the the part of the MMO that gets your brain is, like, the, the look. For me, it is the fucking... Uh, for me, it is very much the, like, monkey brain number go up. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, that's the... Yeah, the mind goblins coming at me. I'm very into the look, and everyone just kind of like hanging out. Like even the like the there are plenty of sweaty people in the Final Fantasy crowd, but uh, I don't know, just like a nice time. Fair enough. Mm. Um, next story. Next next news story. There's news stories. The news. Yes. The news of stories. Mm Hmm. Uh, Logan Paul built, bought $2 million worth of first edition Pokemon cards. Good for him. No, okay, so... And then, like, okay, so the first edition base set Pokemon cards. Do you know how much a box of those 36 packs goes for? No idea. $300,000 plus. Good God. A Charizard? A first edition Charizard? can go for the cost of one of those boxes. Right. Um, which means at one point my basement ruined $300,000. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, super happy about that. No, I had a first edition fucking Charizard. Um, oh yeah, I believe you. And it, yeah, I also had a first edition Chansey that got ruined that way too. Oh, bummer. Um, the crazy part about these boxes though are like in 2007 they were like a thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So like now, so so yeah, like the you know sometimes these boxes will sell for half a million dollars. Right. So, um, but you, you know you pull these up, and depending on what they get graded out though, because you got to go you know get them graded, um, and yeah, yeah they'll sell like. Blastoise first edition graded as a nine is worth seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Alright. So, uh yeah, the big big money there. Uh dude went out, spent two hundred thousand dollars on uh on the on the packs. Um Yep. So uh yeah. Cool. And then he is going to be doing a thing where he, uh, where, uh, <clears throat> where he goes and sells the box, the, the packs individually that he opens. So, like, okay. so, like, you can go on his auction right now, uh, golden auctions, and literally, like, the pack is numbered for which one it is in the box, and during the, whatever, comes out of that pack in the video is what you get. These individual packs are selling for ten to fourteen thousand right now. Ugh. Wow. Pokemon fans are nuts. Pokemon fans with money. I just It's a weird okay. thought. Also it's it's also a weird thought to think that like so apparently one of these boxes that they found 
some dude bought it from the same shop in like 1998 and had it set in his closet until this year <laughs> where he sold it. That's what you do. Also, apparently Logan Paul has a Squirtle tattoo. Sure. Who doesn't? Yeah. Apparently he sold his house to make this happen. Apparently. So <laughs> this is crazy. It's fucking bananas. Absolutely <laughs> bananas. Um, so yeah, there was that. I just want to bring that up from our Discord chat. Uh Lordy. Yep. Lordy, yep. Lordy, Lordy. Um, Alright. So hey, they're doing an Xbox classic or they're or they want to do an Xbox classic. Do you think? So Seamus Blackley, the creator and designer of the original Xbox, asked that they'd like to see a stylish old school Xbox that only plays original games designed around the 2000 the, the year 2000 prototype mm-hmm. uh, let's see he, he shared an image of the original design asking fans if it's streamed and played OG Xbox games only would you desire it He uh, th- while this could be a joke it's worth mentioning that Blackley did something similar with the original Duke and it later became a reality um, so yep what do you what do you think hmm if uh, I'd have to see the games list, right? That's right. what it comes down to. Yeah, I, I mean, what games would you want? Like, I mean, obviously and, they're uh, going to do Halo One and Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that's that that's a thing. I mean, you know, you got your cameo and you got your Crimson Skies and. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I mean. Xbox original games because I played garbage when I was a kid and got my Xbox. I played garbage. You have uh, Ninja Gaiden and Stranger's Wrath. Yep. Uh, so there's that. Um, so you have Ninja Gaiden, Stranger's Wrath. You have uh, Kotor. You have. Uh, you gotta get your Kotor. You gotta get your Burnout. If Cartbale's still here, Armed and Dangerous. That's well, Burnout's multiplat, isn't it? It is. But I mean, you play. Yeah. Burnout three. I would love uh, for them to just have Burnout three there. It'd be good. Um. So let's see. What's the uh? Let's see. Burnout three. Um. Hold on. I'm gonna pull up on best original Xbox games list. Uh, Panzer Dragon Orda, Jade Empire, Mech Assault. Yep. Uh, Morrowind. Doom 3, Project Gotham, Splinter Cell, Conquer, Beyond Good and Evil. Um, it had the best versions of those Grand Theft Autos, if you want to include it. Sure. Um, you know, it had the better version of all the Tony Hawk games. Cards playing Jade Empire right now. <laughs> oh, Jade Empire is so good. <laughs> Death to the Salady. <laughs> God. Uh, Stranger's Wrath would be so good. There's a lot of, I, you know, Forza 1, if you really wanted to, Fable 1. Sure. Um, you know, if you really wanted to, like, there was a last possible, Jetsa Radio Future. Jetsa uh, Radio Future, absolutely. It's like, uh, like, the, the real question is, is like, what is your, you know, what is your top, uh, you know, what is your, your top, like, are you going for, like, what is the most, like, played what are you about games? to say? What are your top 10-ish 
original Xbox games. I mean, we could talk about that if you want to. <laughs> I think we were, we had a plan for something else this week, but but uh, yeah, if you want to, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like, the, <laughs> the thing is, like, do you want like culturally significant and important at the time, or are you talking about like just what are the best ten games on the Xbox? I mean, it's got to be like, yeah, that's the question, right? Like, or, like I guess they always do twenty games on these, so like the twenty best games on the Xbox. Yes, that, that's where the ish comes in. We probably have to do twenty. That's like okay, so it's like okay. that's one of those things. That's what makes it tough. Is like you you can come up probably with twenty good original Xbox games, but where does like a Blinks a Time Sweeper or a Blood Wake fit it, in? It here? doesn't. It doesn't it's fusion like, frenzy, but that's emu. That's of the time. It's yeah, it was important. That was Bill Gates's favorite Xbox game. It sure was. You know, but it's just like okay. So who do you who do you have? It's Brute just, Force. Yeah, okay, but it's like Halo One and Two, yep. Ninja Gaiden, yep. Chaos Theory, Burnout Three, Kotor, Tony Hawk. Um, hold on. Uh, one of the Grand Theft Autos, Forza, Fable. All right, we're halfway there. Um, did I say Ninja Gaiden? Yes. Um, okay, Project Gotham. That's eleven. Panzer Dragoon, 12. Uh, Jade Empire and Morrowind, 13, 14. Did I say KOTOR? I thought you did. Okay, so we already have KOTOR. Psychonauts, 15. That yep. was like a de facto exclusive because it rolled and ran like shit on PS2. Sure. Uh, Jet Set Radio, 16. Uh, Stranger's Wrath, 17. Um, DOA Ultimate, uh, 18. Mech Assault 19, Conquer 20. There you go. Boom. <laughs> you have a diverse and interesting playlist. A lot of games with cars and guns. Right. And Star Wars. Yep. Yep. Cars, uh... guns, and Star Wars is what the original Xbox was good at. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh... That, that, that's a pretty That's a pretty damn decent list. Some good ass uh, games there for sure. So yeah, no, they could absolutely do it. Uh, um, but you know, they they never when they do these classics, it's never like a full like you hit everyone out of the park with these choices. The SNES Mini, they got close. The sure. SNES, the SNES Mini, they uh, the also oh, here's the SNES Mini. I looked at the SNES Mini list, right? Yeah, and this is the only changes I would make. I would toss out that garbage Yoshi Island. Uh-huh. And put on Chrono Trigger. And then you're done. <laughs> they uh, like they nailed the rest, bro. Like they they nailed it. Um, you know, they got they got Mario World, Mario Kart, Zelda, Metroid, F0, Punch-Out, Street Fighter 2, Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X. Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, Final Fantasy 3, Star Fox 1, Star Fox 2, Yoshi Island, Ghosts and Goblins, Earthbound, Secret of Mana, Contra 3, Super Mario RPG. Yeah, it's a good list. I'm like, the only, th- like, I look at that list, I'm like, so you're missing Chrono Trigger. Sure. That's what, or you're missing licensed games they'd never get anyway, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Exactly. Or like Super Star Wars. So, if we're going games that are realistic to have on there, you fucking throw out one of them and you like 
Honestly, why do you put Secret of Mana over Chrono Trigger? I don't know. But, like, okay, you throw that out. You you could throw one of the Kirbys out. Preferably yeah. the Dream Course. Or you throw out fucking terrible-ass Yoshi Island. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I I, I think uh, I think that would probably be, people would be receptive to that. I don't know if it like sell an amazing amount of. I don't. Uh, th- I just. I, I I don't think the nostalgia for the original Xbox just has that many people behind it. Yeah, like yeah. like we're there. We like it. We like it, but it's I. It's not enough. It's not enough. They can do it with the Super Nintendo. They can do it with the original PlayStation. Um, Too bad the original PlayStation one sucked ass. <laughs> that one was a bummer. Yeah. Even the lineup on it was a bummer. God damn it. Mm. Um, like I think if they once we get to the point of where you could do a 360 mini, that's where shit. That's that'll be a good one. That'll be a good and boy, let me tell you what. PS2. Uh, PS2 mini. Oh, there's too many games. There's, There's too, many, too games. many games. You'd have to do like a fifty game. You're like, here it comes with a it comes with a flash drive. Exactly of like a like hundred games. Uh, um. So we got a new story here. We do have a new story here. Google Stadia shuts down internal studios and changing the business focus. Uh, the late 2019 streaming platform that promised to revolutionize. Mm-hmm. Gaming by letting users stream their games without the need to own a powerful PC or console is altering its course, getting out of the game making business and now offering the platform directly to game publishers, along with Stadia Pro to the public. The company announced its plans today, uh, though Kotaku managed to hear this about a month ago. Google will close its two game studios located in Montreal and Los Angeles. Uh, neither had released any games yet. That closure will impact around 150 employees. Jade Raymond, the veteran producer who helped build Assassin's Creed for Ubisoft and moved to EA several years ago before leaving to run Stadia, is, is exciting, is exiting the company. Well, exciting. It probably is excited to leave. Sure, oh, yeah. Christ. Is yeah. exiting the company, according to Google. Google will continue to operate the Stadia service as $10 a month Stadia Pro. Uh, however, it's unclear if any exclusive games will come to the service. The company has indicated that we'll sign a new games and bring third party to the platform, and nevertheless, we'll like to draw down uh, the plans to have Stadia run as a bona fide competitor to console platforms. So, yep. So they're still sticking to the idea of you know having a a place to stream games. It's uh, fucking stupid. But they're so. they're done trying to make their own games. Right. Uh, Look, everyone. If you have good enough internet, the tech for Stadia it works fine enough. But the problem is there are too many people in parts of this world, and especially within the United States where all this shit is made, uh, where their internet sucks or is inconsistent. Yep. Okay, I live in downtown of a like decent-sized city, and even my internet is not always consistent. Right. We've been we've been needing an overhaul of our internet, you know, coast to coast for a long time now. And like in our coastal cities, like there are areas where in our bigger cities where there are there, you know, fiber is starting to come in. Like I could probably make Stadia work. Uh, I, yeah, I could go out and pay for fiber right now. Like it's just I don't want to because data caps. 
you know, right that uh, that's not helping that um, doesn't help me especially because like especially like when i go out and buy a new console and download like 18 terabytes worth of bullshit <laughs> yeah, i i haven't had to deal with data caps thankfully that's that sucks um but uh yeah like until you get people to you know go full on with uh fiber internet and you know get isps in line with this idea and get that going like this is not going to move forward if google wants to make this thing succeed then go push for fiber internet everywhere no it's at 110 percent yeah which you would that'd be a good thing that'd be a not evil thing to do google uh which means but now Google's going to wait for the government to cut the front that cost, and you know they will. Yep. Um. So yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, they cut. Uh, they said that closure will impact around 150 developers. Uh, impact meaning they either leave or I guess the company says that it will try to find those developers new roles at Google. Which try, you know, what does that mean? So y- you have, you know, y- you have like what. You know, so at this point, how many other streaming services are there? There's PlayStation Now, Xbox, xCloud. Yeah. Um, and, like, the only one of these that seems, like, even, like, remotely set up to succeed is xCloud. And even then, it's still, like, if you live in a big city in the States, you're probably within a couple of years. Like, one mm-hmm. to two years. Unless you want to play fighting games, then you're just fucked. Um, and then... You know, okay, so that's that. But then, then you're looking at uh, for like my size city, maybe ten years mm-hmm. for like rural America, like twenty plus. Ugh. Like, like you know, it's just the infrastructure isn't here for this. Like, uh, Cartbale, if you're still here in the chat, I don't know if you are. What what is the thoughts on like streaming video games, like your X Clouds and your Stadia? In your part of Europe and parts of Europe, like is the internet connection like not that big of a deal? Like you know, do you have the whole rural divide that we have? Do you have like even in like bigish cities like mine, you're still get kind of fucked every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I... Give the vultures at Comcast. <laughs> we don't have Comcast, but I'm saying they they exist. Yes, they certainly do. Um, yeah, a, a lot has to change in regards to how we're handling internet. Yeah, cart bill depends on where you live. Yeah, like it, we need to change how our internet works uh, and get it out to everyone and at good speeds. Uh, as you, know, you know, as a business, you know, you could get enough internet working around to make it, you know, successful, I guess, but... But not like them. But like the thing is, they want to turn this into Netflix. But the problem is, is video bandwidth and video bandwidth with fucking control inputs are two very different orders. That's the thing. Yeah, Carbale here here in Belgium, the average connection here is 100 megabit down, 10 megabit up. So I think that would work out great for streaming. But again, this goes back to like, uh, yeah, inputs and. Uh, getting the timing on that as close as possible and like for some games they'll work fine like i you know like playing like gears tactics turn-based thing came back like whatever 
Civ. Yeah. Civ. Doesn't matter. But then, like, you're playing, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters or Killer Instinct or, you know, Bayonetta, and suddenly that, that you know, lag time is a big fucking deal. You know, so. Yep. Yeah, so, uh... That's, that's it. Yeah, also depends on your home Wi-Fi LAN setup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, that 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 is something I have eliminated from the equation by buying the world's most overkill router. <laughs> right. Just like I can run, if I have an internet connection that can power it, this thing can run two different Wi-Fi connections, three different Wi-Fi connections through the house. Jesus. So Jesus. I'm in good shape. Yeah. I may need to look into doing that for myself because I tried xCloud with the, the remote thing for my phone but my wi-fi connection is weak Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i may have to do that uh but you know anyway yeah you know there's there's potentially future in it i'm glad that they're not devoting time to trying to make games because as we covered with amazon uh i think last week uh you guys don't seem to want to trust the senior game developers with making the big decisions there. So You, you know, he, this is one thing that Sony and Microsoft, and especially Sony, I'm going to really focus on them with this, did uh-huh. is when they got into the game industry, the fact that they were able to go in and just trust, like, okay... You guys have made, you guys have done this. Fucking, the product looks good. I'll, I'll trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were able to go out and do that, like, is huge. Yeah. Um, yep. It was a good call. Big deal. Uh, Carpale, a friend of mine has been using NVIDIA's service and apparently works really well. Ubiquity for the win. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I've had, like, moments trying out these different services where, like, for some games, yeah, it, it works great, but it's just, like, it's just, it so happens a lot of the games that I like playing, it's just like, hmm, No. Yeah, like, yeah, but like the when you think about the potential of what streaming all that stuff could mean in terms of just having like combine that with a yeah Netflix ass experience where you just have a ton of games and they're all just you don't have to worry about downloading shit. It's just like hit play yeah, button it, go. It, it's it's yeah, that's a very appealing thing. It's just that like. If the experience doesn't isn't there though, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, you know. Like, hate to tell you this, like you know, the fighting game community already fucking hates lag and things of this nature, like to the point of where like they won't even play certain games if the netcode isn't good enough, right? And the game's not big enough. So like the, the you know take that into now throwing on another layer of essentially lag on top of it. So. And what's frustrating about that situation is we have developers who are actively trying to keep shittier netcode. Yeah. Uh, like, like. I love you, Japan. I love you. <laughs> it's. Fucking uh, Japan. Like, like, nah, it works fine here. Oh, you live in a country that's bigger than California? Well, too bad. Oh, you created a net code that like fix fixes ours and makes it all well. We are going to fix it so you can't do that. You have to use our shitty net code. And then on Sorry. top of that, you have communities that just like for whatever reason they don't want to support the games that have the good net code. 
Right. Which is just like, like, hey, man, guys, Killer Instinct exists. <laughs> it exists. Isn't that free to play? Yes. I mean, yeah. it, it is and it isn't. Like, you don't have access to the full roster, um, mm-hmm. but it's also on Game Pass with what the full roster is. So, like, Back to that Game Pass, man. Yeah. You know, like, come on. Yep. Come on. Yeah, um, so... Let's see. Cartbale says, I think Japan also uses IPv6. That really increases network performance. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right, like, like, Again, this goes back to uh, we need to overhaul our internet situation in this country. And uh, like when we can do that on full scale, this becomes more and more of a reality. And God, I would want that to happen as soon as possible. But uh mm. And yeah, I know this is a thing for uh, a lot of countries, um, but yeah, I guess not a, not a huge not a huge issue right now for or at least a, not a big priority for the decision makers out there. No, absolutely not. So yeah. anyway, all um, right. Do we have uh, do we have anything else in the docket? No, I'm just going to say real quick that Netflix is creating a, a Pacific Rim anime, so I'm I'm cool. going to be looking into that. I, any, I'm just glad Pacific Rim is still alive somewhere. Uh, I want to watch it in D-Box. Yeah! Oh my god, yeah! That's how I saw the last one, and it was dope. It's great. It's a fun time. For those of you who don't know what D-Box is, it's the stupid thing in the States, and I think possibly other countries... Where you go to a movie theater and the theater is like on like a box that shakes and moves and shit. Yep. And it like is great for certain movies. And by certain movies, I basically just mean Godzilla and Pacific Rim. Right. I- I've told this story a few times on this podcast, but uh, I accidentally uh, <laughs> bought D Box for Endgame. That sounds awful. It was awful. <laughs> The, the, thankfully the movie was so damn good it didn't matter too much but it's like there's flashing lights on the side your chair is going back and forth it i had to turn uh you do get to choose uh whether you want to have water spray in your face or not i turned that off because what um when a character gets hit in the back it like shoves like a massage roller thing in the chair into your back it's like, oh this is pleasant oh i'm glad i did this for three hours um yeah. Uh, grabs popcorn and holds on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. It's uh, that's that's an experience. Also did it with Lego Movie Part Two, which also see, good I, movie that overcame that that. But man, that was not a good call. Uh, I can't see movies in D box unless I really want to. Right. Because, yeah. Godzilla uh, or uh, well, uh, well, Pacific Rim. Or like Pacific I literally Rim. accidentally. Reno does not. You have to go to Carson. It's in Carson. It's in Carson. Okay. The nearest D box theater. Uh, let's see. It's fucking last I checked, it was in Carson. That's the one I went to. Me, I just want to check this because I think I just, I think one of a, a nearby uh, theater does it. Oh well, they they have a four D experience. It's not actually D box. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, it has the moving chairs and all that stuff. It's just not called D box, but 
I wanted to go see uh, one of the Fast and Furious movies, one of those later Fast and Furious movies in D-Box. That'd be cool. The the scene where they jump one uh, jump their car from one skyscraper to another in D box I think would have been pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're creating a, a Pacific Rim anime and it's gonna be on Netflix. Um, after Kaiju ravage Australia, two siblings pilot a Jaeger to search for their parents, encountering new creatures, seedy characters, and chance allies. Weird. Okay, so they're just from reading this. It's not like they're part of a Jaeger yeah, program, they just go out on their own? Yep. It's the uh, Carson City uh, it's the Carson City Galaxy. Yep. So. Okay. Yep. So there you go. Otherwise you have to drive out to like, what? San Francisco? Sa- Sacramento probably. You think Sacramento, Sacramento would have to have one? Sacramento has to have a D-Box, right? You would think. Which, I mean, that's a two-hour drive. I'd drive that for the right movie in D-Box. Like, you know, if we ever get movie theaters ever again, if we ever movie theaters <laughs> yeah, ever again, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then, you know, great. I'll go, I'll drive two hours to watch Godzilla versus King Kong in D-Box. That sounds like a fun time. Um, yeah. So. That's I think my, that's it. Uh, like, that's my uh, take on that. So I think that's pretty much it. So, uh, so class audience. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Well, not too bad. Good idea for a date night post COVID. I don't know about a date night. Date I, night box. I think it depends on the girl you're dating. Sure. I think that very much depends on the girl. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. Because yeah, because I know there are some girl, some girls I've dated who, if you took them to D box, they'd punch you in the dick. But I also know some <laughs> girls, if you took them to D-Box, they thought they'd think it'd be the most awesome shit in the world. Absolutely, so yes. So I think that that, that varies. Uh, yeah, uh, I I think that two hours for, D- for a D-Box, like, once again, depending on the movie, would be down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, uh, yeah. Yep. Anyway, anyone have questions, comments? Anything at all? Well, that while that's happening, we got uh, top ten ish this Tuesday, Tuesday, couple days from now. Taco Tuesday. Yep. Honestly, Kaylee could go either way. So fun cool. way to find out. Ugh. <laughs> 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 that's 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 the best way. Yeah. Just Better pick the right to, movie. We're going to a movie, honey. <laughs> Just don't say anything. <laughs> Just don't tell uh, her at all. Tell her it's too late. <laughs> go into a movie, honey, and then you go take her to like see Godzilla versus King Kong and T Box. <laughs> Just make a movie that'll shake the fucking theater. Shawshank, why does this say 4D on it? Oh, that's it's the new. It's like HD, but it's better. It's like 4K. It's like hyper 4K. Like 4, yeah, like, like, yeah, oh, like, yeah. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's cr- it's real good, <laughs> real good audio. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. I want to see fucking black. Oh yeah, I forgot one thing. My wife did this week. I watched Wandavision. It's getting really good. That's what I it's hear. Very, very slow burn, but man, once you're in episodes four and five, ooh, mm. cool. I uh, cannot. This also makes me want fucking Marvel movies in theaters again. Because <laughs> Black Widow's been delayed a whole fucking year. 
I love that that movie has not been out yet. Like that movie got delayed by a year. Yeah. A year. It was supposed to come out May seventh of last year. Now it's May seventh of this year. Yep. It got supposed to come out November fifth, but COVID still has going on, and like Disney just refuses to fucking say fuck it and just put it up on Disney Plus. Yep. So now the rest of us have to suffer. Look, if Christopher Nolan gave up, just do it. Uh, yeah. Just all right. Anyway, everyone does. Uh, do you have any questions, right. comments, concerns? I think that's it. We got we got top tennis Tuesday. We got uh, your next favorite game Wednesday. Xbox possible Xbox, Xbox show. rebranded show. Maybe maybe. Uh, uh, so we'll be uh, and then probably uh, some Sea of Thieves sometime later. Yeah, on. let's do Sea of Thieves on Thursday. I got Ray committed, so I'm playing either way. <laughs> cool. Uh, so we're I'm playing either way. Just. If it's the three of us in a brig, great. If it's the entire posse on a galleon, yep. great. And yep. uh, and we'll play by our new rules. Uh, yes. Yeah. Fun create, times. Create stress. That's what I want. Let me tell you, uh, I played a little bit after the stream was over by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh we should we should go find uh, something to do in the volcanic area. Ooh. Cause holy hell, that was something. Alright, I'm down. I think I have. Chaos. I think I think I have a. I think I have like one of those super quests for that, like one of those long voyages for that. So I'd be down. Uh, Do you just keep those? Is that something that doesn't uh, just reset? No, it's from the holiday event. I forget what it was. Oh, okay. Anyway, well, we uh we got a uh, so gentlemen, all ladies right. and gentlemen, we got a Super Bowl today. Yes, uh, I need to get prepared. I need to go eat food and shower and then take a nap. Um, the flame heart takes place. Uh, the the flame oh, heart yeah. takes place there a bit and was fun. It's a crazy it, man. It sucks to go alone. It's dangerous it's to go alone. Have two or more people. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. All right. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs> All right. You have yourself a excellent rest of your day. Yep. We'll see you on Tuesday. Talk to y'all later. Oh, and this is on iTunes and Spotify. Tell your friends it to subscribe. Is. Go yes. review us on iTunes and give us good reviews. Same with Spotify. <laughs> Please and thank you. Tell, tell right. them how awesome we are so it helps us in the algorithm. Same yeah. with YouTube. Bye. Yeah. All right, bye.